All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Millennial Sales Podcast. This is your host, Tom Alemo. They call me Tommy Tahoe around here. And welcome to the first full interview, the first full episode of 2021. Um, Shit, 2020 was a tough year (laughs) for a lot of people and a lot of salespeople, uh, except for anyone that's probably at Zoom or Slack or a company like that. Uh, you know, our W-2s were maybe smaller than they've ever been. A lot of us uh, were furloughed or let go or took pay cuts or didn't hit their quota. Uh, if you did hit your quota, if you did have a great year, then that's a big kudos to you uh, based on everything that was going on. Um, but despite all that, we've got a fresh year, a clean slate, I'm ready to get after it. And there's no one that I would rather have to kick off the new year than Larry Long Jr. Uh, If you don't know Larry, you're going to get to know him. You're going to get to know him quickly, and you're going to get to know him very well. Um, His energy is contagious. Uh, There is maybe no one I've ever met in my life that has more energy, a more positive attitude, um, that's more quote-worthy than Larry Long Jr. Uh, The guy is sensational. And so he's here to wake you up. He's here to get you going. If you're late on getting your goals set for 2021, if you're, if you're taking your time and, and kind of got, have a slow motor getting into the year, he's here for you. Uh, if you're thinking about how to treat yourself uh, like your own business, you know, Tom Alemo LLC, Larry Long Jr. Uh, company, insert your name here, company, uh, he's here for that too. Uh, and he has some great advice. Uh, we talk about his come up in sales. We talk about uh, him playing Division One baseball at University of Maryland. You know, growing up uh, in Baltimore, uh, we talk about his uh, path through uh, his sales career, uh, through leadership. Right now, he's the director of collegiate sales over at Teamworks. Uh, what else? We talk about his speaking engagements, his motivation, uh, the passing of his father and what that's meant to him and how he keeps him um, you know, alive in his spirit today and how that drives him forward. I mean, the guy has passion. The guy has intensity, positivity, a great attitude. Uh, I don't have anything else to say. I think you're going to absolutely love this episode uh, and it's going to fire you up. So I would suggest if you're about to wind it down for the night, maybe hit pause, re-listen to this in the morning uh, when you're ready to get after because he's just got so much energy uh, that it's going to translate through to the headphones. So before we get to that really quickly, we had a great year for the podcast last year. Uh, we're upgrading to two shows per week. Uh, the one thing that you can do to really help out uh, what I'm doing here uh, with Millennial Sales is to just head over to Apple and leave a quick review. Uh, it should only take you about a minute. You go, you leave five stars, you say a little comment. Uh, not only does it make me feel good, but really it helps me to grow the show. Uh, it helps me to get better guests on the show for you. It helps me to add more value to you in your sales career and what you're trying to do. So if you could take the minute to do that, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening. You can also find me on YouTube at Tommy Tahoe and see all these interviews. Um, and I'm also on Twitter and Instagram under that same name, Tommy Tahoe. So, uh, and obviously LinkedIn. So hit me up anywhere. I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to chat. If you want to make my day, please leave a five-star review on Apple. Without further ado, let's get straight into this conversation with the man with the intensity and passion Larry Long Jr. Let's go. All right. 
Millennial Sales, Larry Long Jr. in the house to kick off 2021. How we doing? Come on, Tom. You know how we do. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 2021 come in with a bang. Uh-oh. This was my walk-up song. I don't know if they're ready. Uh-oh. For the... I'm, I'm happy to be here, Tom. Happy to be here. I appreciate you bringing me in the house to kick off 2021. And for the for the people that are are just listening and not watching on lay on uh, YouTube, Larry's got the gold microphone. Uh, he's got the he's got the walk up song, the pink baseball bat. He's ready to roll, people. So I'm excited to do this one. I'm happy to be here, man. Thank you so much, and uh, honor a privilege. And I'm just so thankful that you would even ask little Larry, little Larry Long Jr. to come on Millennial Sales. I think I said it before. I haven't sniffed millennials in 20 years. Uh oh, where did my millennial time go? But happy to be here. Close enough. Hey, I, I think the millennial, being a millennial, being young, that's inside, man. Your internal age is, you're, you're 20 years old. 20. If you ask my wife, she Maybe would say six. I'm nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's keep it real. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's get cracking, man. So, you know, I think a major thing that we want to talk about today is, you know, I want you to help, you know, inspire, motivate, help people as they're kicking off 2021 and, and make it, you know, hopefully the best year of their lives, personally, professionally, in, in every way possible. Um, I'd love to just start here. Um, anyone that's, even just been listening to us the last 45 seconds, anyone that's consumed your content, they can just, your energy is contagious. It, it's putting me in a good mood this morning. It's getting me fired up and I'm already usually pretty positive. So now I'm like through the roof. You've got, you know, a shirt that says, I believe it says say yes to you on it. So you've got this just natural positivity. So can you, can you share a little bit about where that comes from? How, how do you cultivate that on a daily basis? Yeah, so I mean, come on now, Tommy Tahoe, you know how we do. It's a choice. It's a choice. Every day that we wake up and you ask me, how are you doing? I say it almost every day. I woke up. I mean, that, that's a great start to your day because we're not guaranteed. And I mean, you talked about me being contagious. I'm going to put my mask on. I'm going to keep my droplets to myself, but I'm going to spread and I'm going to share positivity because I believe that that's all of our responsibility if we wake up. If we wake up, if you're listening to this, if you're watching this, you're blessed and you're blessed beyond belief. And I mean, I'm coming up on the anniversary. It's uh, shoot, a uh, couple of days. My dad passed five years ago. And uh, it's one of those things. He grew up in the projects of Baltimore City, but you would never know it. You would never know it. He made the choice that, hey, I'm going to make the most of my situation. I'm going to try my best, forget the rest, and I'm going to make it happen. So he, passed, he, was a, he was a track guy. He ran track at University of Maryland. He passed that baton to me. And now it's my job to pass the baton to my family, to my kids, and to everyone that I come into contact with that, hey, positivity is a choice. You can make it happen. And was he in sales or what, what, what did he do as a career? Nah, he worked for Department of Veterans Affairs. He was a director mm -hmm. of recreational therapy, serving our veterans who Dang. have served us. They, they allow us this opportunity to do what we're doing now. So when I was younger, my parents, my mom and my dad both worked for the VA. They used to volunteer me. They used to make sure I volunteered. And I'm like, ah, oh, I want to eat my cereal. I want to watch cartoons. They were like, nope, you're going to come in and help other people. 
when I got to about 11, I guess it was, maybe it was 10, I realized that, hey, there's no better feeling, at least for me, than helping someone else out, bringing a smile to someone else. It's, uh, there's no better feeling. So that's, I don't know, I get it from my parents, just watching their example, watching my father coming from the projects of Be More City, Be More Careful. I mean, I love Baltimore, but it's a rough, it can be a rough place. And uh, for him to be able to make it out and share that example, it's just been phenomenal. I've been blessed. And did you grow up in Baltimore too? Uh, outside of Baltimore. I grew up in Columbia, Maryland. It's crazy. I was born in Baltimore and we moved around. I've lived in Danville, yeah. Illinois, Grand Island, Nebraska, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, which Ooh. is crazy because I moved to Coatesville, PA. I went to elementary school, Rip Hamilton, uh, basketballer from UConn, oh. played for Detroit. But when I moved from Tuscaloosa to Pennsylvania, they said, how old are you, little Larry? I said, I'm faux. They said, faux. I said, I'm four years old. They said, oh, heck to the nah. You can't talk like that here. So they put me in the dungeon. I had to go to speech classes. And essentially, they used to put up flashcards. And I would have to enunciate my words. Dog. Cat. So I speak proper. And they told me when I went to Baltimore, they said, you talk proper. I went crying to my mom. I said, mom, do I talk proper? She said, you talk where you're going to be able to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> but now you put your flair on everything, right? You don't have to be all all buttoned up and, you know, ultra professional and clean cut. You're just yourself. You know, you, you I, can talk however you'd like. I don't think I can be buttoned up. Now, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I used to work for a company, Accenture, IT Consulting. Great company. Yeah. Learned a lot. But essentially, I remember in training, I was out in St. Charles, Illinois, and uh, I'll never forget. It was one of the one of the mentors. He was from Portugal, I think it was, Rodrigo. He said, Larry, I love your personality. You got a smile for a mile. That came from Dale Zwazinski. But he said, I love your smile, your personality. But when you're on a client site, you can't do that. I'm like, what do you mean? He was like, nah, they're paying 150 bucks an hour for you to be there. You got to make sure that you pretty much cross every T, you dot every I, and you got to be serious. So I said, man, this kind of sucks. I can't be myself. So <laughs> in the office, I was like a robot, super yeah. official. Why, yes, how are you, sir? And yeah. then afterwards, oh, I'm fitting to get loose. I unleashed the beast. <laughs> <laughs> so did that, does that change where, what you do? You know, like what the companies that you have worked at over the years, you know, the eight or nine or 10 different places you've been, like, is that part of the vetting process for you, the culture and making sure you could be yourself? I've, uh, I've been very fortunate. So there's been times in my career where you, you got to do what you got to do. You got to put the mask on and, and, and fit in and kind of read the room. And even now, I mean, some people just don't play like I play. I, I'm playful. I have fun. I believe YOLO, you only live once. I think that's what the yeah. millennials say. We're yeah, on a yo-yo. Yeah. I mean, we're going up and we're going down. That's life. That's this four letter word we call life. So to answer your question, it does. Culture is so important. And I'm at a place now, not financially stable, but I'm okay financially where I can kind of pick and choose. And I don't need to put the mask on if I don't want to. I can be in a place where I can be myself. And it's like, hey, take it or leave it. This is who I am. This is how I roll. And it's, it's just a good feeling to be able to be authentically you, but it hasn't always been that way. Yeah. I, I'm curious on, you know, I've got a quote for you that I wanted to read and I, I wanted to get your perspective on it. So yep. it goes, optimism is not just a philosophical viewpoint. It's not irrational cheerfulness. It's not blind positivity. Optimism is a powerful, pragmatic strategy for accomplishing goals and living a fulfilling life. I'm Two curious on up. your take. 
two thumbs up. I mean, you get the gold Mike award. I would agree. Optimism is it's a choice and it's a weapon. I mean, think about it. What we went through in 2020 over these last, what, nine months, 10 months now, it, it's, it's, it's terrible, but your mindset and your choice of mindset makes so much of it. I mean, there's going to be winners that come out of this and there's going to be folks that don't win. I, I hate to call people losers, but there's winners and there's losers. That's life. And a lot of that is choice. There, there's some stuff you can't control. And I know that you had it the guest, John Barrows. I think he's the one who said it. I think I got it from him. He was talking about this acronym of EAT. You can control the controllables. You can control your emotions. You can control your actions and your attitude. And you can control how you treat other people. Mm-hmm. That's all outside of that. You can't, I can't control what's going on outside. I can't control politics. I, I can't control, I mean, and I don't want to. I want to control myself. That's tough enough to control what's going on in my mind what's going on in my body, what's going on in my soul. So if you kind of stay in that frame of mind, that mindset, it's so powerful. So I love that in terms of optimism. And there's a quote that I'll throw back to you, Henry Ford. He said, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. Mm. Absolutely. We're just going to keep playing quote ping pong here. I'll throw him back. I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) So, so you brought up, you know, 2020, it's just, it's been a tough year for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. And, you know, there's been some bright sides. I'm sure that people can point to, if you really think inside that, whether personally or professionally, that I'm sure you could point to, but I'm curious, you're bringing the energy every day and I'm someone that does the same thing, but I'll be the first person to say, I have down days. I have days where I wake up feeling like shit and it's hard to get up and it's hard to get forward. So I know that you've probably trained yourself to, you know, more often than not feel good in the morning. And I'm sure you have some practices, but you know, I was talking to a, a friend of mine this week that is just having a tough time. He's a BDR. He's struggling. He just feels like, you know, he's, he's isolated from family right now. He's not hitting his numbers. So like when you're feeling down or when the world's kicking you down or you had a tough week or a tough day, like wh- who do you, do you turn to someone? Do you, do you, do you listen to something? Do you have a quote? Do you talk to people? Like what, what gets you back going again? Tom, all the above. You hit on each and every point. I mean, and one, one of my former BDRs, his name is Jamie Babb. He goes officially by Jamie. James Babb. Uh, he now works for, uh, he calls it Wally World, Walmart, supply chain management. But he was, he was one of my reps making $150 a day. And he came and talked to one of my teams and he said, hey, with every situation, you have a choice. He said, I recommend that you look for the good, the great, and the wonderful out of every situation. It's crazy because the day after he spoke to us, we had a snowstorm. And one of my reps, I'll never forget, his name was Nathan. He pretty much said his car broke down. He said, the good thing is that he got exercise. He had to walk about a mile to get to a hotel. The great thing was that he got a great night's sleep. He said, my fiance at the time, my dog wasn't bothering me. Oh, it was it was some of the best sleep. And I can't remember what his wonderful was, but essentially for, for your buddy, I'm not going to discount that times are tough. I, I've been there before, lead generation, but I'm there now. I'm a sales leader and I still have tough days, but you know what? You accept them and know that's part of the journey and you enjoy the journey. You enjoy the process. You enjoy the people you're doing it with. Are we physically con- uh, disconnected? For sure. 
We, we can't get together. We can't dap each other out. We can't give hugs. I mean, that's tough stuff. I'm not going to deny that that connection is tough, but you've got to get creative and you got to find workarounds. Let's get flexible. Let's put on our thinking caps. And just like you and I right now, we're talking to each other's boxes. I see you on the box. It's close enough. I mean, we're still making that connection. I'm getting to know you. You're getting to know me. We're chopping it up. So I would encourage your buddy to find it from within, but also to find that support network. I call them cheerleaders. My two mm. biggest cheerleaders, eh, they're not the biggest. It's my seven-year-old daughter, Lucia, and my 11-year-old son, Trey, and then my wife, my mom, my sister, my father's past, but he's still my biggest cheerleader. He's still mm. right here in my heart, in my soul. And essentially, that's why I do what I do. I mean, essentially, it's, hey, I want to make them proud. I want to set an example. I want to make sure the lessons that I've learned don't go to waste. And that's a choice. So I would encourage your, your friend, hang in there. Realize that as you go through the chaos, which we're going through some choppy waters, the turbulence, you got to keep going. And I encourage you to do it with a smile and to look for the best instead of the worst. If you look for the worst, you're going to find it. Believe you me, I could have woke up this morning, Tom, turned on the news. I'd be in a bad mood for a week, but I make a choice. I know enough to be dangerous, but I fill myself with Tony Robbins on YouTube, Ooh. which then leads into that rabbit hole. Now Will Smith, now Eric Thomas. I love it. And how big has, of, a, of a place has faith been for you? I, I've heard you talk about that as something you're grateful for, something <laughs> that drives you. I'd love for you to elaborate a little bit on that as someone that has, um, you know, grew up with faith, yeah. you know, uh, separated from the faith probably during college and is now kind of coming back to it personally. I'd love to hear the impact that that has uh, in your life. I mean, I know that I'm good. Whatever is going on in my life, I know that for me, my savior, Jesus has got me covered. So it's, it's like, hey, and I mean, it's, it's one of those things where when you're comforted when you know that you're good and you're covered it's just a good feeling it's kind of like coming from a place of of power it's like i i know that nothing can nothing can rock me now do i have bad days and bad moments for sure i'm human just like everyone else but do i take those as best as i can uh i mean whether it's health challenges i mean i just dropped 20 pounds but uh i've, I've been through some health challenges yeah feeling good i'm Tell the Yankees, I'm ready. I'm ready. Come on now, put me in, coach. But uh, I mean, it's really, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's comforting to know that I've got my faith number one. And uh, yeah, for me, that, that's, that's everything. It's like, hey, I don't need anything else as long as I know I, I have that. And that's, that's just my personal choice. That's for me. I know different folks, different strokes for different folks. But I know for yeah. me that it's a huge inspiration. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let's let's make a pivot, man. The people want to hear each one. They have resolutions. They have goals. They have visions for where this year is going to go. How how do you set this up for the year? How do you set up your goal? Yeah, Tom, you were kind of breaking in and out, but I, I heard you. I heard you loud and clear. How do we set up 2021 vision? It starts with documentation. You, you got to document. At the end of 2021, where do you want to be? That's a great place to start. Now you can kind of rewind. You can kind of backtrack. I think uh, in sales, you call it the work back plan. Essentially, what do I need to do starting January 1 
to make that happen? What do I need to do every day, every week, every month, every quarter, just breaking it up into small pieces. I don't know if folks like to have a BHAG, a big, hairy, audacious goal, but I encourage that you have some sort of goal where you're shooting for the moon. And I think the quote goes, if you miss, you're now amongst the stars. I mean, what do you want to do that's bold? What do you want to do that steps outside of your comfort zone? I think it's Brandy Chastain. And I love quotes. I think, or maybe it's Mia Hamm that says, the biggest growth comes one step out of your comfort zone. So how are you going to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and doing it intentionally, not just kind of flying by the seat of your pants. I've been there before and that's a fun adventure, more like a misadventure. And I still, I'm going through it right now, but what I recommend, and essentially I'm working on this is documenting the plan, pivoting. You gotta be flexible, but really having that game plan. I don't know if you're a sports fan, I imagine you are, but essentially yes, every, every sports team has a game plan. I mean, I was watching some football last night and over the weekend and they got a game plan. Now they got to make adjustments. If, you, if you're getting punched in the mouth, you better do something different. I think they call that insanity, but I would say going into 2021, make sure you document your goals and have that game plan ready and then just be ready for those adjustments. And if we get a little bit more specific, like what, what areas of your life do you make goals? Do you set goals? I'm sure that there's some professional ones, some personal ones, but, um, how many is too many goals? You know, like if you have 27 different goals for the year, it's hard to focus. I've done that. Uh, so how do you, how do you set that up? Maybe, maybe I imagine maybe you choose a handful and then you kind of work back, but could you elaborate on that part point a little bit? Yeah. I mean, for, I would recommend for anyone have three to seven main goals for me, it's really, it, it, it varies by the year. Next year, it's going to be professional teamworks, teamworks and influencer, which is my main job. It's going to be Larry Long Jr. Enterprises, which is my motivation, inspiration, sales, keynote speaking and coaching. It's my family. It's my fitness. It's my finances. In terms of those are kind of the major areas that I want to focus on. Uh, and then from there, we pretty much just measure it, just have it documented and track along the way. For the sales reps that are listening, you should have very explicit goals in terms of your career, in terms of your earnings. What do you want to earn and how do you get there? If you don't know how to get there with your comp plan, you better find out. You better ask somebody because you're a business. Even though you work underneath the umbrella of your company, you're, I'm, I'm Larry Long Jr. LLC and I work for Teamworks. That's who pays my paycheck. But essentially, I've got to run my business as a business. And, and as a business owner, you get out of it what you put into it. So what am I putting into it? The planning and then followed up by the game plan, the execution. So if I say I'm going to do something and I don't do it, it's not a good place. I, I call it say-do ratio. You say you're going to do something, you do it, you're now batting a 1,000. You say you're going to do something and you don't do it, Tom, that's called say-do-do ratio. That's not a good place to be. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's let's go down that rabbit hole a little bit of Larry Long Jr. LLC because that is a concept of now I don't go by Larry Larry Long Jr. I got my own LLC that I'm quite proud of over here. But uh, you know, you, it, there's that's a concept that might be new to some listeners, and um, it's been something that I've been thinking about the last probably year or so since I've I've heard it elsewhere. Um, so so talk about that a little bit because I think oftentimes we say, well, I'm a BDR or I'm an AE for this company and, you know, I'll take what they pay me and I'll take my quota and I'll try to hit it. And, you know, at some point, maybe I'll get a different job and do that. But when you think about yourself 
as your own business in your own company that you're driving, um, there's a different mentality that I think you have about the life decisions you make and, and the path that you go down. So can you can you just share a little bit more about how you view yourself as your own entity? It's hugely different. If you never owned a business, I would encourage you to try uh, because it's uh, it's powerful when you count on you and not anyone else. So yes, your company gives you goals. So what, who cares? What are your goals? And hopefully your goals are exceeding what the company provides. That's, that's kind of a baseline. That's, that's a nice target, but I'm trying to get here. It's essentially, as a business owner, you got to have a business plan. I mean, you think about it. If you go in and you want to borrow money, they're going to ask for your business plan. They're going to ask for your pro forma, your, your financial statements. What do you expect to make? It's the same thing. So I've been there before. I've been a BDR, an SDR, making 150 dials and feeling like I'm the low man on the totem pole. What in the world am I doing with my life? What's the plan here? And I'll be honest, I didn't really have a good solid plan at first. And then I developed, hey, here goes where I want my career to go. I want to be in a leadership position. I want to be in a closing position. I want to have those opportunities. And here goes what I need to do in order to get there. It's pretty simple. You got to hit your numbers. You got to hit your numbers. If you hit your numbers, you're guaranteed to smash the company numbers. That now puts you at the table to potentially have the flexibility to go wherever you want to go to. Not everyone wants to be a leader. Some people, some people don't even want to be in sales. But if you don't hit numbers, good luck progressing to wherever you want to go to. Sharing it with those people that can have an impact. You got to let people know, hey, here goes my career plan. Here goes my professional plan. Here goes my personal plan as well. I'm trying to buy a house. I want to mm. buy this nice car. I want to start a family. People, good leaders, good managers, will work with you for you to uh, achieve your goals, both in those four walls of the office, as well as outside. But you said it before, it's the mentality of a business owner. It's that entrepreneurial spirit that essentially it's not the field of dreams. If you build it, it will come as a bit. I used to own an indoor baseball softball academy. And yeah. unfortunately we folded after a year and a half. And essentially what I learned is saying ain't doing. We, my partner and I, we had some great ideas, but when you don't execute on great ideas, it's, it's all a dream, like Biggie said. <laughs> so essentially, you got to execute on it. Uh, but also, it's tough. I mean, it's you're on an island. You're looking around. It's like, ooh, I'm calling my mom and my dad. I'm phoning a friend. I'm like, help. Essentially, surrounding yourself with mentors, mini mentors, people that have been there, done that. They can serve as a Sherpa. I mean, there's so much that goes into that plan. It's, it's the path of how you're going to get there, but also your allies, your internal allies, your external allies your partners, uh, folks that can help you at different stages uh, throughout your, your, your journey. Uh, but there's so much that goes into a man. And I know for your listeners that are in sales, that are in business, it's taking that ownership. It's taking that accountability and making it happen. If you just sit back and wait for it to happen, you're going to be waiting for a long time. You might get lucky. And I mean, Lord knows I love the gamble, but not when it comes to my career, not when it comes to my livelihood. I'm going to try my best to control as much as I can and stack the odds in my favor. Yeah. And what would Michael Jordan say? Some people wish it would happen. Some people want it to happen. Other people make it happen. So right. it's on you to make it happen. So one thing that you pointed out, though, that I wanted to highlight because people might have glossed over it. And this is the brilliance of Larry Long Jr. People it is you said, you know, to talk with your leader about it. So, you know, you've been running sales teams for a long time now. 
and maybe you coach people how to make goals and you, and you, and you talk to them about that, but how many people proactively come up to you and say, Larry, this is my goal. This is my one year and my three year goal. And this is, you know, it's 40% above what my quota is. And here's what I want to do. And I want to buy a house in three years and I want to be uh, director of sales in six years and this and that. And they tell you their whole life plan. I imagine the percentage of people proactively doing that is very low to zero. Is that right? Slim, slim to none and slim left the building. Actually, no, nah, there's a few, but, but we do an exercise of putting together a business plan and reps yeah. always ask, what does it look like? Can you give me the template? No, I can't give you the template. It's your business. You aren't going to give me the template for Larry Long Jr. Incorporated. Shoot, that's on me. Now, I might ask, ask you for feedback. How many pages does it need to be? Oh, no, this isn't a college paper. I mean, you don't need the cram. This is your business. And essentially, it's, it's amazing because success leaves clues. Those folks that actually put on their thinking cap and they take it serious and they're dedicated to it, they generally have success. Those people that just kind of fly by the seat of their pants. Oh, I got to do this business plan. Here you go, Larry. No, it ain't here I go. This is your plan. I don't, I care about it, but not that. If you don't care about it, I don't care about it. So essentially it's, it's amazing when you see folks that it, it can be one page, but if you haven't thought it through and you kind of just threw some, some sugar, honey, iced tea, some stuff together, it's like, nah, ain't nobody got time for that. And essentially that's on me. That means that I made a bad hiring decision. I like to hire folks that are about that life. You can have fun, but I'm serious about my business. Like I, I put my game face on. I mean, it's like, damn, Larry, why so serious? Because this is how I put food on my table. This is how I take care of my beautiful family. I'm serious about my business. Now, I'm going to have fun while I'm doing it. But the reason why I like sales is we keep score. Scoreboard. <laughs> you know whether you're winning or you're losing. Like there's no kind of in between. It's here's your number. Did you hit it or did you not? <laughs> it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter if people like you. I mean, I got people that hate me if you can believe that. But it's like, check the Carfax. Look at my scoreboard. And we're doing it the right way. And we're having fun. And we got a little swagger. I mean, how you like me now? <laughs> so, I mean, for the people that are listening out there, I mean, it's the first week of January. And if you haven't made a plan for your year yet, you know, maybe it would have been good to do that over the holidays, but it's not too late. It's never too late. You don't have to, you don't have to have a resolution on January 1st. You don't have to, I saw someone's post the other day. It was like, you don't have to only be in love on Valentine's day. You don't have to only be thankful on Thanksgiving. You don't have to only, uh, you know, set a goal on, on January 1st. Right. So it's, it's the micro actions that are going to get you there in the long time. But if you pick those few goals, and you re it's what you want, right? It's not what you think other people want. Yeah. I guarantee you, if you send that to your sales leader, they are, they are going to have the biggest smile on their face the next time they talk to you. And if they don't, you're, I would say you're probably not at the wrong company. You don't have the right manager. If they don't want you to view yourself as a business and view yourself that, uh, that you know, uh, specifically, and you have that specific of a plan for yourself, you're in the wrong, you're at the wrong company. I would agree. And you're with the wrong leader. Company might yeah. be right, but so much of it is you're a leader. And we throw this word around leader and folks have the title. That doesn't mean that they're a leader. Uh, a mm. true leader cares about their people. They're not, uh, there's some people in leadership positions that are me monsters, me first. That's all they care about. No, that's not what leadership is about. It's about your actions. 
and it's about caring and it's about showing that you care, not talking about, not hoping about, dreaming about you care. It's showing people that you actually care about them and you care about them accomplishing their goals, both professionally and personally. And so if we're sticking on this goal setting, right, how do you go about setting these big goals for the year, right? Um, and let's say you knock one down and you, you crushed it. You crush it in May, you know, way ahead of schedule. Like, do you celebrate the wins? Do you, do you just, do you check it? And then you say, all right, we're on to the next one. Because for me, the reason I ask is I suck at celebrating the wins. I've had some big wins. We're, we're doing this in December. I hit some goals the last few weeks that I set out at the beginning of the year. And I'm very proud of them. And it's almost like the, the net, you know, an hour later, I'm like, all right, we're on to the next one. And I suck at celebrating them and really enjoying the moment. So I'm hoping to maybe learn from you a little bit. Hey, Tom, you got to improve, man. You got to celebrate, man. And my wife and I, we used to celebrate by going out to eat. That was kind of our outlet. But now that we're trying to cut down, it's like, nah, we're not going to go out and splurge and, and get the steak and lobster. We're still going to celebrate. But yeah, I'm, for me, it's a personal choice. And I mean, I played sports with guys that hit a home run and they're like, ah, whatever. I mean, you look at some golfers, Dustin Johnson, you can't tell whether he's winning a masters or not. He's just so calm, cool and collected. But for me, that gives me energy. It's like, wow, I hit the goal. Yes. I'm going to use that to snowball into more momentum and I'm going to use it to pump myself up. And I'll share a quick story with you, Tom. I get it from my pops. I get it from my dad. My dad passed away on uh, December the 11th. I remember December the 10th talking to him. He was up in Boston at a, uh, at a center for cancer. And uh, it's like, dad, how you feeling? He said, Larry, best I've ever felt. That was a straight bold faced lie. That was a, yeah. a dead ass lie. He didn't feel great, but it's just in his mind. He was saying, if I can talk it up, if I can drum it up in my heart and believe it in my mind, my body will follow. And unfortunately the next day he passed away, he moved on, but it's one of those things where for me, if I speak it up, if I speak it into existence, if I keep thinking about it, it now gives me the best chance. Does it mean I'm going to have success at everything? Heck to the no. But does it mean that I feel like I'm giving myself the best chance for sure? And celebrating that that does it for me. It's like, hey, you set a goal, you hit it. Yes. On to the next one. Let's do let's do even more now. Let's roll. Yeah. How do you, so you talked about speaking it into existence and that hits me right here. So tell me about this a little bit. Like let, let's, let's riff on this. So do you, you're setting a goal, right? Let's say Larry Long Jr. Speaking engagements, a million dollars in 2021, right? We're setting a big, a that, big that's, goal. That's, uh, ooh, that's, that's out of this stratosphere. Let's, let's just let's, say one paid speaking engagement every month. Let's start, let's okay. start small. Okay. All right. All right. Let's say, let's say we got one paid speaking so 12 for the year. Yeah. Let's say that you just, you, you want that more than anything in the world. Are you, you writing that down a lot? Are you, are you putting it on your desk? Are you saying it out loud? Are you, what, what, how do you keep reinforcing that goal when you really get hung up on something? Yeah. I, I mean, it's all the above. I'm, I'm a big paper. I mean, if you, if you could see, I got papers. I mean, this kind of looks good, but there's yeah. papers everywhere. It's yeah, a yeah. mess. I'm a big fan. Where are they? I've, I've got these little uh, index cards. I, I always write mm. things down on index cards, but it's a combination of holding myself accountable. But also, I mean, my road dog is my wife. She holds mm. me accountable to the nth degree. 
And then my mom is a big time supporter. It's letting them know this is what I'm hoping to accomplish and asking them for help. I don't, one thing I've learned, and I mean, you can see the gray, I've gotten older and wiser, is that there's nothing wrong with asking for help. And that's one thing that I've gotten better at. And I still have a ways to go. It's like, hey, I don't have all the answers. I can't do it all by myself. Will you help me? My wife is like, yeah, I love, I love the opportunity to kick your, kick you in the, <laughs> she's like all the times that you correct me and all the times that you think you know it all, payback is a snitch. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's, it's documenting it. It's getting accountability partners to hold you accountable, to support you, but also not to be a, a yes man or yes woman. It's like, hey, Larry, you're, you're slipping here. I'm gonna call you out. I'm gonna call you on your BS. You're slipping. You said you want it, but I'm looking at your actions and you're golfing every weekend. You're not working on getting speaking engagement. What's, what's going on there? You're not prospecting. You're not reaching out and touching somebody. You're not following up on past engagements. What's up? So for me, that's, that's what's worked. That's what's helped. I mean, my wife, I mean, she's really been the one that happy wife, happy life. She gets me, she gets me moving. Yeah. And I think, you know, I've heard people that do that with, you know, workout, kind of a workout buddy or, They'll send a, you know, a selfie after their workout to keep them accountable. And, you know, I, I couldn't more highly endorse that having someone, whether it's a significant other, a friend, a parent, a sibling, whoever, for whatever your top one or two or three goals are, let them know about it, you know, yeah. tell them, even though it's scary, you know, because you're, if you, if you feel comfortable sharing it with them, it's probably too small of a goal. So if you're telling them something that you're a little scared about, that's probably a good sign. And it means you might not know exactly how you're going to get there yet. But if you start talking about it, I feel very strongly that the more you talk about it, the more top of mind it is, the more you see that goal, the more effort that you put in, good things start to happen. Good things start to, you know, like you start getting calls from people that you never met before. You start meeting new people. You start having new opportunities. So whether, you know, we're talking about sales here on this podcast, but we're also talking about life. So if your goals are, elsewhere and you have other personal things that you want to accomplish um you know i i i always go back to you know a few years ago i wanted to run a marathon and i'd never run more than six miles before but me my friend my sister we signed up we told people about it we put the plan together and it was just following the steps and making it happen visualizing it i'd, I'd walk to work and i'd say man i'm a marathon runner and i i killed that thing I, you know i had never run for more than six miles so the more you can really make yourself believe it, like the Henry Ford quote that you, bro you brought out earlier in this conversation, uh, the more likely it is to happen. Um, real quick, those are interconnected. Life, this four-letter word we call life and sales, I believe they're so interconnected. Mm -hmm. And so many times we're looking for the silver bullet. We're looking for the magic pixie dust. It's really back to the basics. It's, it's the basics that we all learn in elementary school, the basics that we learned throughout grade school, middle school, high school, college, of working hard, of documenting our plan, of holding ourselves accountable, about being resilient, being disciplined. I mean, that's the thing that I love about sports is that I had my goals written out and essentially I knew that I had to take a hundred swings every night off of my solo hitter down in my mm -hmm. basement. My parents said, do your homework, practice your clarinet for 30 minutes, go downstairs and get a hundred swings in a hundred good swings. My goal was to start on varsity as a freshman in high school. You better believe I was in that starting lineup. 
my goal was to start as a freshman in college at University of Maryland in the ACC. And I'm a little dude. I'm five foot nothing. I'm five foot eight and three quarters. I round up to six feet. I'm starting. Now, I didn't, I didn't start off the season starting. I started off the season one for my first 24. And I was in a bad mental space. Essentially, that, that voice inside my head what was playing tricks on me. It was saying, hey, Larry, you don't belong in Division One. You definitely don't belong in the ACC. And it was just a snowball, just strikeout over strikeout over strikeout. Then my dad, I'll never forget, we were at UNC Greensboro. I was in tears. I struck out a bunch. I mean, got in the seventh inning, over two. I called my dad and I said, hey, I don't belong in D1 baseball. He reached through that phone. He yanked me up. He was like, dude, you got my name, Larry Long Jr., you know that's not how we roll. You better get back to the drawing board. You get, better get back on the tee, and you better you better get your mind right. Uh, North Carolina, UNC came to town, and that was all she wrote. Bam! Mm. Now, how do you take that, those experiences that you have, and how do you pass that to the team? Let's talk about leadership for a minute. Like, how do you – the most difficult thing I found leading a team, I led one a few years ago, was – Working with people that they don't, they aren't the same as you, right? And what I mean by that is like, they're not listening to Tony Robbins. They're not working on their craft. They're not reading these books. They're not listening to John Barrows. They're not doing all these other things. So when you have people like that, that even maybe think of some of that stuff as too woo-woo or, you know, too out there, how do you get those people to see the light and to invest in themselves when they might be adverse to it at first? Yeah, you just got to get new team members. I'm joking. <laughs> different strokes for different folks. And I mean, yeah. not everyone is alike, which is a good thing. You got to yeah. find what their motivation is and be able to tap into it. And just like you're running a sales process, as a leader, you've got to run an internal sales process. Uh, Tony Robbins says it best. The most successful people ask the toughest and the best questions. Therefore, they get the toughest and the best answers. So Tom, if you're on my team, I'm going to dig in and find out what's your motivation. Oh, wow, you got engaged. Congratulations. What's the plan? When's the wedding? Oh, wow. Okay, you got to make that money. Let, let's go to work. <laughs> what else are you thinking, man? You want to buy a house? You want to start a family? So I'm tapping in and I'm asking those questions to dig in to your mindset, finding that path to the order, which is you having success, which might be different. It's different for everyone. Cameron Pelletier, one of my former SDRs, he's now working as a physical therapist. And that was his plan in his business plan. He said, I want to hit goals. I want to hit this amount of money so that I can then go to PT school. It's really tapping in and finding what for that individual is important to them and how you can best support them along that journey. It's one of those things where not many people, there's a small minority of people that are really about self-improvement. A lot of people talk about it, but many don't have the discipline. They're just not serious about it. I saw that when I had my baseball academy, I've seen it as a sales leader, as a business leader. I've seen it in consulting engagements that there's very few that actually take the steps and put into action the things that will elevate you. So if you just do the small things, it puts you in rare air. It puts you in that top, I would say five to 10% because most people are kind of, I call them pluggers. They just, they show up, they throw up, they kind of check in, check out, punch in, punch out. They're not serious about their craft. They're not serious about elevating, which is okay. I mean, that's their choice. Uh, for me, I don't believe you can teach someone motivation. 
Now you can model it. And my job as a leader is to show them what it looks like, but I, I can lead you to the, to the Creek, but I can't fish for you. I mean, I, yeah. I, I know I messed up that quote, but it's something like you can lead a horse to the thing, but you can't make it drink. I don't yeah. know how it goes, but it's the same thing with leading teams. And how often are you, how often are you giving the Larry Long Jr. motivational speech here to the team? Is this like, do you have, daily standups, weekly, you're sending out emails and slacks or, you know, how often are you using, you know, let's call a spade a spade, a very great talent that you have of yeah. motivating people and inspiring them. You know, do you have to pull that back at all? So it's not too much for people or how often do you, do you let that roll out? It's, it's, it's too much for people. I already know that, that that's self-awareness right there. Yeah. I've gotten, I've gotten the scouting report on myself. You have to pick and choose. And I'm still, I still don't know the answer uh, of when it's right because I'm like this all the time. I just got feedback the other day. I gave a presentation to a group in the UK and North America. And the guy said, Hey, have you ever been on a roller coaster? I'm like, Yeah. He said, Well, you know, a roller coaster kind of builds up. It kind of builds up, builds up, and then it goes, Wee! He said, Man, for that whole 50 minutes, you were wee! He said, My only recommendation is that calm down every now and then. You don't have to be off the chain the entire time. And he was oh so right. I had the opportunity to speak to their Australia team. And essentially I took his advice. I slowed down a little bit for impact and uh, I built it up. And then I was, Wee! which is my comfort zone. He said, nailed it. So it's the same thing with leadership. And essentially, Tom, I don't know if you're on my same wavelength as far as energy. I can tell by the twinkle in your eye that you are, but not everyone's like that. So some folks, I've got to kind of sit back, relax, uh, kind of play it cool. And I, I'm not a good poker player. I mean, I, I give away when I got a good hand. It's the same thing in terms of I have a tough time bringing it back, but I, I'm learning and I'm working on sometimes you got to just sit down and calm down, Larry. Why are you so excited? But I'm always excited. If I'm alive, I'm probably screaming. My wife's like, why are you always screaming at your computer? I'm just happy to be here, man. Yeah. Man, you're, you're lucky that you don't live in a, in a tiny apartment like I do in San Francisco. All the neighbors would be knocking. The, the, the police would be coming saying, hey, is there a party going on in this, in this apartment all day long? There's just yelling. There's shouting. There's, there's, uh, I'm hearing things about a, a gold microphone all over the place. So uh, it's probably lucky that you do. It uh, looks like I have a house and I'm sure that the, the family is, is far away and, and doesn't have to hear you yelling all day. My, my wife is upstairs. She said, I got my earbuds in. I can still hear your loud behind. I said, that, that means I'm doing my job. Yeah, I get, I get in trouble for that sometimes, but we're, we're working on it. We're working on it. Um, so let, let's, let's talk about, let's stick on the energy piece and talk yeah. about that from a sales lens, right? So you, you're not, you know, you're leading a team right now, but you've, you've made your fair share of cold calls back in the day. And so people say that sales is, is a transfer of energy. It's a transfer of enthusiasm. So how do you, how do you balance like, Hey, I'm, I'm trying to bring my energy to say a cold call. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I'm, I'm not trying to overwhelm them by, you know, turning them off in the first 30 seconds. So you specifically, like, how did you, how did you manage that? And did you find that it was a, an advantage of yours to be, have that natural energy and kind of relay that through the phone to build rapport with people? Yeah. You got to be like a chameleon. You, you got to be able to adjust. We're in the people business. 
Yeah. People are different. I used to make 150 cold calls to CPAs, certified public accountants. And uh, yeah, and they're a different bunch. They're not, and some of them are excitable, but a lot of them are very conservative. They, they talk in a, in, a, in a monotone voice. And I mean, it's really being able to mirror and match. But also what I found when I first started, I thought I had to put my official, my hello, this is Larry Long Jr. calling from SageWorks. How are you today? No, they're people. People are people. They have kids. They have families. This was way before the quarantine. They're out and about serving their community. It's having a conversation with them, just like you and I are having a conversation. So yes, you want to bring the energy, but you don't want to be over the top. You want to convey that, that, that calm confidence that I know I have something. And I, I love your definition of sales being a transfer of energy. I'm going to double click on that. My definition of sales is we're playing matchmaker. We're matching mm. our product, our service, our thoughts, and or ideas with someone else's needs. They might not even know their needs, their wants, their desires, their challenges, their hopes, dreams, and aspirations. And if we're able to make that match, we're now selling, we're now helping, we're now assisting folks and organizations to get to where they want to get to. So when I call, I just want to see, are you open to us talking about if there's a match there and I'm doing it with that confidence, I'm doing it with that polite persistence that I know I have something of value. Now it's on you. I'm going to, I'm going to volley the tennis ball over. Now it's on you. Do you want to take it or not? If you don't, that's fine. Hey, I'm brush my shoulders on off and and on to the next one fido mm. that that's one of my that's one of my larryisms I, I got this boat this bat from uh, my team team fido fido stands for f it drive on i don't know if hr is in the house but you know what the f stands you can for Dude, <laughs> I'm, I'm on to the next one I'm, I'm gonna when i get hit with an obstacle i'm gonna find a way over it around it under it and if i have to right through it i'm on to the next one and that can speak to anything that can speak to a cold call that can speak to the goal setting we're talking about can speak to my buddy that's having a tough time anyone for anything there's you got to find that grit to to get through a certain situation and uh yep. you know you know if you're in sales there's going to be adversity there's going to be people that are in bad moods people that hang up people that's not the right timing they love your competitor they don't like you yep. whatever it might be and as much as you can fido it the better. And, and that's going to be every day. That's an everyday thing. Tom, I'll never forget. I had a call. I was calling on New York. I, I picked up the New York territory. The guy said, Hey, Larry, thank you for calling. Uh, here goes what I want you to do. I want you to put on a pair of concrete shoes and jump off a bridge. And he said it calm and cool. And I said, Whoa, this dude just told me to kill myself. <laughs> I said, "Uh Oh, that wasn't in the manual of how to overcome that objection. <laughs> so I kind of, I was shook, but I said, Jeez. the only thing that came to mind, I said, uh, God bless you too. <laughs> and I kind of said it like a question, like, God bless you too. <laughs> but it's like, it's one of those things. And there's a quote that talks about uh, having the, it's like success is, is, is going from failure to failure without the loss of enthusiasm. It's like baseball. I might strike out my first at bat. And I played with teammates. They strike out their first at bat. They're done for the rest of the game. If I strike out my first at bat, so what? I'm on to the next one. I get another at bat. I can't wait for it. It's the same thing. If you have the opportunity to reach out and touch someone and help someone, you've got an excellent opportunity 
and you should cherish that and enjoy. You're going to have survey says, nah, okay, I'm on to the next one. That's your loss. I'm going to find your competitor. I'm going to help them so they can beat you. If you're not serious mm. about this game, I'm serious about it. And I'm going to find someone else that's serious about it as well. I'm going to help them thrive. You'll be back. That's just that mentality. That's that mentality that you'll mentality. be back. All about the mentality. And, and as we're wrapping this up, I, I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about, I know that you're on LinkedIn with the midday, midweek, midday motivational minute. I know that you're speaking. You got the speaking engagements that you were talking about earlier with a lot of different companies. So um, talk to us about that a little bit from the speaking side. Um, you know, how's that going? What, what is it that you're, you're coming to companies talking about, um, you know, in, in particular? Yeah, that, that's great, Tom. I appreciate it. I've been doing this for years, but I've never formalized it. And uh, in the middle of the pandemic, I formed an LLC so that I can now more formally help out organizations as well as individuals. And it's really around the, the grand kind of theme is taking it to the next level. So I've got plenty. One of my keynotes is sales is not a four letter word. Just talking about not being scared of the word sales, defining what sales means. I've got a sales curriculum. I'm building an online on demand sales training course where we've got six modules from time management to discovery to demo to negotiating, closing, you name it. But essentially companies bring me in to bring the energy. To, to, to provide a, a different voice than what they normally hear and to also provide value around sales and around that perspective, around that mindset and around that internal belief that yes, we can have success. I've had the opportunity to talk with a few unicorns and when you're part of a rocket ship, when you're part of a unicorn company, things are going to change. That, that's the only guarantee is that there will be change how you handle that change, how you manage it as an individual, as a team, as an organization, that's on you. And, and essentially there's, there's certain things that lead to success and there are certain things that lead to not success, failure. And mm. uh, I just go in and try to inspire, try to motivate, try to share and provide those tools that they can use to get to that next level. Man, I got to say for any, any leaders that are listening to this, watching this, Larry Long Jr. is the real deal. Absolutely. If you're an individual contributor, send this, send his LinkedIn profile to your boss, to the VP of sales when they're getting their kickoff going, when they're doing a, a QBR, quarterly business review, when they need a little pep for the sales team. Larry Long Jr. delivers the goods. That is my absolute stone cold recommendation. I couldn't recommend Larry more highly. Um, so Larry, get, tell us a little bit where, uh, where's the best place to find you? Maybe your LinkedIn, maybe your website, uh, wherever it is that, that you'd like folks to connect with you. Yeah, I appreciate you so much, Tom. That means so much, those kind words. And I mean, Tommy Tahoe in the house. <laughs> best way to find me is on LinkedIn. You'll see Smile for a Mile. I got the face for radio. You'll recognize <laughs> it when you see the profile, Larry Long Jr. But one thing I can guarantee, you you might not like me. You might not get a lot out of me, but you're going to at least get a smile. You, uh, I might actually make you cry. Sometimes you got to smile just to prevent from crying, but we're going to have a good old time. That's what life is all about. If you're not enjoying yourself, if you're not making the most out of every situation, come on, man. What are you doing? YOLO. YOLO. I appreciate Larry. I appreciate the hell out of you. Thank you for coming on this show. Thank you for sharing your wisdom for anyone listening. 
if you need anything else outside of what Larry just said to get you fired up for 2021, then I think you got some thinking to do. That's all I can say. I appreciate you, Larry. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Thank you so much for checking out that podcast. I hope you saw value, uh, whether you're you know working out right now or doing the dishes or uh, you know laying around the couch, whatever you're doing right now while you're listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found some value. If you did, the only thing that you can do to really help me out is to share this podcast with a friend, share it on social media, and please subscribe wherever you're listening, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever it is, and leave a review on Apple if that's where you're listening. That, that's what helps us to spread reach, helps us to get better guests uh, like the one that you heard just now, um, and to give you as much value as possible. So connect with me, uh, LinkedIn, Kamalemo, uh, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Tommy Tahoe, and subscribe, leave a review, and make it a great day. Peace. Thank you so much.